the discomfort of where you are has to like grow beyond the fear of doing the new thing that could lead to the new direction. So know that it's so, so possible for you to make change in your life instantly, no matter where you're at. Welcome to the Have It All podcast, my friend. This is your new home for the world's most practical, no BS approach to everything personal development and spirituality. Hey, you want to break through in your finances, that sexy body, or the relationships of your dreams? Well, you're in the right place. You see, Guy and I have spent the last 16 years and over a million dollars investing in our own growth and development. And on this show, we promise to share with you only that which has made the greatest impact. This show is just the tip of the iceberg of what we offer here at Satori Prime. So if you're ready to delve deeper, you can also grab our state of the art app, which was just recently released. You can go to satoriprime.com forward slash app. And please make sure you request access to our amazing Facebook group, which is called Personal Development Without the Fluff. It's an amazing tribe of like-minded, heart-centered people that you will feel right at home with. We also share exclusive content there and invite you to some free exclusive trainings. So with that being said, let's jump into today's show. In the meantime, let me do a quick introduction here. So, uh, this is Sunny. Apropos, <laughs> uh, both uh, face and name and, and energy and the whole thing. Sunny is one of my dearest friends in the whole world. He's also an amazing relationship with one of my dearest friends in the world. He's actually a little bit sick right now. McKenna, if you guys have ever talked to me, and I'll probably like mention these guys over and over again. And it's been a long time coming. Sonny, uh, just really on a whim, I was like, hey, do you want to jump out alive? He said, yeah. Uh, we always, I love bringing my inner circle community on these because it's like, I feel like we take for granted the high level of conversation we get to have here. And I know this is accessible worldwide. Um, and Sonny's also, um, to me, a unique person to bring on here for a few reasons. Uh, I'll just quickly like bullet point them and then we'll just see where the conversation goes. Um, number one, he, um, he's been really steeped in developmental work over the last few years. Um, is there anything you don't want me to say about your developmental work in the last few years? I'm, I'm wide open, open books. Awesome. So he's um, a person who's well-versed in plant medicine work. Um, we've journeyed together many, many times and beyond just our normal conversations. He's just been around uh, extraordinary experiences, honestly, extraordinary people. This last year, he worked with, uh, I believe, a nine-figure earner right for six months or so um, and had a really in-depth look at how a business at that scale is run. And um, kind of what's happening in his world right now, if I may, and then I'm sure he'll pick up and give you guys more details, is he's like a young and he, he actually grew up around entrepreneurs his family is from canada they're very well to do he grew up around a lot of real estate stuff right if i'm not mistaken just all kinds of stuff um from scrap metal yards to uh commercial land development to tow truck companies like you name it Totally. And what's really cool and what I really like about, I think, what, where we can go today is he grew up with that idea in mind that that's what you do in life and had to kind of, but that, that's a thing, like oftentimes when stuff like that happens, it becomes like a defined path for you. And then you don't get to explore that on your own. So he's kind mm-hmm. of like come, stepping into entrepreneurship in a new way and going through the things that new entrepreneurs go through, especially in today's world where everyone's telling you, you have to find your passion, you have to find your passion, you have to find your passion, you want to punch people in the face, right? So um, I think he's in a unique position because of his background, because of his experience, because of his gifts, some that I hope we touch upon here, and because of what he's up to right now, to just really kind of talk to you guys about his journey about the struggles he faces and about how he's dealing with them. So I'd love for you to just do like your own introduction and a little bit of your story and then we'll see where we go. Yeah. So context, I feel would be really useful. So just a very, very abbreviated version of it was kind of like you touched on. I came from a family that was entrepreneurial, um, though, interestingly, it, it wasn't my brand of entrepreneurship, if that makes sense. It was like um, more, you know, immigrant family, work really hard all the time, um, which is, I mean, so much respect for it. And I grew up and it was, it felt very constricting. Um, and then I had came across the book Four Hour Work Week when I was young. And I'd been starting businesses since I was 16. None of them really went anywhere. I didn't have much discipline, if I'm honest. But then I came across, um, I knew that something more was possible. And I came across Four Hour Work Week from Tim Ferriss. And that just opened my eyes to like, wow, okay. So there's there's a different way that it can look. And I'm not the only crazy person thinking that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so I really went deep into that journey. And I had uh, just 
true Jesus. There was a bunch of companies that I had when I was in university. I started I started a few that just straight up flopped or didn't even get off the ground from but you know, at every single one I learned I learned a lot. I learned about partnerships, I learned about really how to read and trust people, I learned about just all of it. Um, but found myself in a place where uh, after university I got I'm describe it. So I got very caught up in ego. I had a lot of things fall into my lap that really stroked my ego. So I, I was able to work in film and television, which was, you know, as assistant director on $100 million plus productions. Toronto is second to LA as far as like number of things in the world being filmed. So TV show, like big TV shows, big, big movies, anything that looks like it's Chicago or New York is probably shot in Toronto. So fell into that, um, which was really cool and interesting and got to be around celebrities and other, you know, big personalities. And it, again, it stroked my ego. And, and then I left that. I got into the marketing space. Um, I was a director of digital strategy for a marketing company. Um, yeah. And again, big title, young guy, making a lot of money, had all the things, you know, that should have made me happy. I had a sweet downtown condo. I had a really nice BMW. I had, you know, there's beautiful women in my life. I had all the, you know, the external things. And I, I finally got to a point where I was like, wow, like all the external stuff, I'm not internally happy. Like there was a huge disconnect there. And it was something that I'd seen kind of in my family too, of like, you know, they, they had grown in, in their success and they had grown in their wealth, absolutely. But they were perhaps, and I won't speak for them totally, but perhaps not fully expressed or not. It didn't look like what they thought it would. Um, and so that threw me into a whole spin of like, oh my God, something's got to change. And um, yeah, and I remember literally sitting one day contemplating taking my own life when I was in November, two, two and a half years ago now. And I was, you know, it was November. I'm in Canada. Winter is approaching. It's, you know, starting to get, you know, very gloomy around that time and cold. Like I might not survive another Canadian winter. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the backstory. And then everything, everything from that point onward is where I would say my new life began. So for the first time ever, I, I stopped listening to logic and I started listening to that little voice inside that said, would you just fucking go to California already? You've been called. <laughs> and I came out here to do a personal development course. It, it, literally, I packed for a weekend and I never left. I, I dove, dove deep into personal development, had my first breakthrough in that session. Actually, just after that session, I was so stubborn. You know, a week later, I was in another seminar and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm finally going to live here. Something's got to change. And I was in that moment, you know, I had the humility to be like, I obviously don't have all the answers. And what I've been doing up to this point has been great. And I've had cool experiences, but it's not taking me where I want to go. So, uh, yeah, dove deep into all the things that I wrote off and thought were stupid, like personal development, <laughs> and spirituality and, you know, plant medicines and all the stuff that I just thought were woo woo for hippies and uh, for people who, you know, weren't logical or couldn't get it done or certainly weren't business people. And yeah, my, my entire life changed inside of Inside of about a year, eight, so a year to 18 months, you know, found the woman of my dreams, have a career that I really enjoy. Actually, on my second business out here, doing something that I really enjoy as I continue to follow that path. Uh, in the best shape of my life, have an amazing friend group, like every possible area turned around. And so, yeah, a big part of my message is now showing other people that that's possible for them, too. So um, I know you're like you're going to talk about the hero's journey here. Um, so, you know, like right now, you're... you're you're like creating and you're still in the discovery phase of like, you know, really who, how it is that you want to show up, how it is that you want to serve. So a lot of people, that's like a super common question. It's like, how do I find what I'm passionate about? I know that's something that you've kind of been grappling with. So uh, in that respect, like if you could offer, look, we, we all have millions of people in front of us. We all have millions of people behind us, right? No matter what the fuck is going on. So like for the, those who are kind of just getting starting to ask those questions, starting to grapple with those questions, what do you say to somebody who's looking at that right now? So I'll, I'll add some context on that. I'm imagining if Please. they're asking that question and they're at the beginning of this, they are in something they don't love. So there, there's, a, there's a dissatisfaction which is driving that what do I want to do. So for me, the first, so if I was talking to myself back then, the first thing I would say was get out of, get out of your logical mind. So like your, your salvation and the thing that's actually going to like bring you to life is not going to come from here. You're not going to figure it out and you're not going to know all 96 steps perfectly ordered in a row for how to get there. Even though your mind loves the safety of that and the security and the familiarity of it. Um, you know, when I came out here, it was like this thing in here had been saying since I was like five, go to California. And I went, oh, it's not the time yet. Or when I, when I have X amount of dollars in the bank or when I blah, 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 all the stories I put on top of it. Um, and so I, I would just say start there, like just start to think, what is the persistent thing that's been inside of you that's always been wanting to happen? Um, a great thing you can do is ask your parents, this is something I did. I was like, 
when I was like, mom, when I was like five, what did I, what was I saying? Mm. First thing I wanted to be. And for me, it was a businessman. Um, so that was very telling. And I was obviously on the right path in some way, but it was like, okay, cool. Wherever I, you know, I hit that point of like, I've been trying the businessman thing in a certain way and it's not working this way. Maybe there's another angle or another way of looking at it. Um, and so, yeah, I would say, I would say start, start from the heart, which if anybody is listening and is not somebody who listens to that thing, which I was not that per- like there was just a, you know, a concrete barrier between head and heart. Um, it can sound ridiculous, but like when people talk about coincidences happening that are beyond, beyond probability or um, synchronicity happening, just so you, you know, people like this, that just things just sure. magically happen for them. It's they're following their heart. And I'm a big believer that your heart will only tell you the next right step. So this process of entrepreneurship or following your passion or whatever it is, is actually, a, in my opinion, it's a spiritual path because you're, you're learning faith, you're learning trust, you're learning to trust what's inside of you as opposed to what this wants to tell you. Awesome. Yeah. So I want to kind of like go down that path, you know, and just keep giving context for, so like, you know, it, again, like this is the stuff you hear so readily. Okay. Well, how, what's my passion? And then people are like, well, you should follow your heart. And that also sounds like arbitrary. Like when I, when I first came to California, just like you, right. I, I basically, I, I didn't even pack. I had like one, well, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing to be honest. Like I brought a suitcase out here and I was under the impression that I was probably going to spend most of my winters in San Diego because I was just sick of New York winters. Oh, yeah. yeah, And then I would come back to New York because I, I wasn't escaping. I didn't know I was leaving New York. Like, I was the same just like you. Mm-hmm. I came here and then 10 days into being here, that's when I kind of realized I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm not probably leaving, which was a huge disappointment because like everyone back home was expecting me home in like three to four months. So that kind of like changed everything. So I remember like this one time when I first got here, I must've been walking on the beach with somebody. And I remember they said something about heart truth and my New York mind went, what is that bullshit? And I, I, and my, and they just kept going and I was like, Oh my God, this is such California bullshit. And like, I wanted to like drown them. Uh, I actually got like felt hostility in my body. If I'm being really honest, I'm like, this is so lame. Why are you talking about this? So these days I'm like, you know, could it be more different? I want to talk about that all the time. And so how do you distinguish that voice? Because because the, the mental chatter is 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 loud, it's obnoxious, and it's consistent, right? So what do you? What's your kind of like? How do you draw the line between those two? So I find that mental chatter is kind of like a drowning person reaching for anything. You know, you imagine somebody drowning in the ocean; they're reaching for anything. Give me a piece of wood. Give me anything that's running by. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't usually make sense. It's erratic. Um, it's it's usually not consistent. What's consistent is that it keeps saying something, but what it says is usually very different. Right. Then there's the thing in you. Then there, that piece inside of you has probably never changed. Anybody who knew me back in my life in Canada, uh, God, God bless them for not punching me in the mouth for telling them how many years in a row <laughs> I wanted to live in California and I hadn't freaking made any movement towards doing that. That never went away. Um, so, I mean, that was the first big step that, that was the first door that opened up a lot of other doors. And then it was just tapping into like, okay, what continues to come up? What actually feels pull? And, and there's a really great little GPS internally that you can use, which I talk about as heavier light. You you know, when you're faced with a big decision, you're faced with something coming up, it's do your best to get centered. I don't care if you meditate or just get away from the drama for a second and hold that thing in mind, whatever the decision is, one or the other. And just say, just feel in your body. Just notice like, as a sensation, as if somebody's like touching you, is there a constriction or is there expansion? Mm. Do you feel heavy or does it feel light? And that is your, that is your, literally your direct connection to like follow your heart or your soul, or your spirit or all the other stuff you probably don't want to hear about. But that's, that's like your heart telling you the next best step for your evolution, for your highest good. Um, so that, that's what I follow. And it was like a, it was a, a mind thing to get over that, to be like, Oh, that's stupid. How can my body know, especially being somebody who's so tied to logic and has to make, make sense. Um, but honestly, the, the most magical, incredible things that I'm so grateful for in my life came from that place. They, they didn't come from figuring it out. Cause I, I could have never imagined coming for a weekend, what my life would look like now. Beautiful. Yeah. What, what do you feel? And I, I, I hesitate to use the word struggle. Cause I mean, there are times where it's tough. Like I know like two weeks ago we were having a conversation like it's, it's been challenging. And then I know you like pop out of that and suddenly it's like, you know, challenges are these like amazing opportunities and you start seeing all the gold that that's in there. And it's, it's that cycle like over and over again. Right. Like you just, you, 
if you have a curiosity and a wherewithal to consistently look for your for your limits, it's like you're looking for those walls, like, right? And it's it's when you reach the wall, you usually know because you're uncomfortable as hell. While it's like, oh, okay, now I'm like, and you can build the capacity to know that you're going to be just fine every time you're uncomfortable. So like. You know, I feel like you just kind of, even if you don't quite know how to articulate it yet, maybe you do, got clarity on how you want to serve currently. And that could change. It can change. Like, that that's another piece of, like, the surrender of all of this is, like, you know, um, for instance, like, I was doing one of my first business when I came out here. It helped me get my visa. The whole thing was was video production, something I knew, something I had done back in Canada. I'd worked, you know, in making TV commercials and then also in TV and film. So I knew that and I made it. I mean, we did work together and did that for a little while. That's what was being asked of me at that moment. That's what I was pulled to and I went for it. You know, six-ish months into that, it just was maybe six to eight months into that, it just wasn't pulling anymore. In fact, it was almost like a river dried up. It was like, oh, this is really hard and really struggling. And in moments like that, it's like, okay, what else is being... I'm reading my, this will be helpful. I'm reading Michael Singer's Surrender Experiments again. If you guys don't know, he, he wrote Untethered Soul, brilliant work. I know you're familiar with the guy. And sure. um, so, like, Untethered Soul is like his playbook of how to let go, essentially, of your little mind and follow the flow of life. And the Surrender Experiment is his, like, his biography of like what living like that led to him being able to achieve. So, when I first read it, the second book kind of gave credibility to the first, if that makes, makes sense. And he says, you know, surrender is really about two things. Quieting, quieting your mind, like getting, getting back to center so your, your emotions aren't making the decisions. And then it, from that place of centeredness, seeing what's being asked of you. What is life asking of you? So, and it might not be easy. So closing down the video production side of things and moving into coaching was something that I was staunch that I would never do. Mm. Never, ever, ever do. And then all signs pointed to go. And then, since, and then since doing that, it's been a continual little reframe of like, okay, who is the person that I serve? How is it that I show up and serve them? What's the, where can I be of service more? And that's a continually evolving process. Right now, it's predominantly for me, people who are in crisis. So people, whether they're 45 to 60, is experiencing some, some maybe midlife crisis, or they've been somebody who has checked off all the boxes of all the shoulds that should make them happy, but they're not waking up excited anymore. I'm really, really great because I turned my life around pretty quickly, creating that, creating that change in them. And that could change. Who knows where it goes? But at least right now, that's where I'm being called. Awesome. Love it. So I was going to ask you, what do you feel is, is your number one challenge right now? My number one challenge is articulating that to somebody who's in that. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to, um, you know, people who are in crisis, it's often, you know, I'm, I'm able to serve in that way just as you are. I mean, you do transformational work. They don't always raise their hand for or, or what they raise their hand for is not the thing that they actually need. And it's a, sometimes it's challenging to see them raise their hand for I'm trying to make more money or I'm trying to change my wife or I'm trying to X, Y, Z. When you really know it's like it's a conversation about themselves that's creating that pattern of that reality in their world. So I, I would say um, bring it back up to where people are at and like communicating in my message with, while feeling in integrity that I can support you and really get to get into where they're at, if that makes sense. Beautiful. Yeah. So like, um, something I see, I mean, leaders are rarely people who raise their hands. It's just, it's, you're like guided to it. Um, I've often felt that for someone to know or even have the perception that they could be or are a leader, they kind of need to be told. Cause like once you've gone through certain leadership stuff and you're, leading people and for lack of a better word you can kind of see who's got that frequency going on so you could be like yo yo uh, i see something in you right and it's amazing how that little acknowledgement is an accelerator for people to be like maybe i am you know because i someone had to do that for me uh for sure um and then you know one of the things it's funny because every entrepreneur that's getting online for sure intuitively kind of knows this and then and then they just it's just to keep scratching through the levels. It's like, it really is a matter of, do I love myself? <laughs> do I trust myself? And how authentic am I willing to be? Because I believe authenticity is one of the rarest commodities on the planet today. We don't see it very much, certainly not in what we call leadership today, like in the political sense or, you know, in global leadership type of stuff. Um, like it doesn't even exist. So when people just see it, they're like, they're attracted to some frequency that they don't even quite understand because it might be so rare for them to see it that they don't know to identify it when they do. Um, and one of the one of the things that I often see with people is they're not willing to say where they are, right? So like when you're getting a business going, I think the toughest part for anybody is like, I'm not making any money yet. 
right? And you think that like, well, it, so if I would ask your average person, like, what's your biggest struggle? They're like clients and earning money, right? Lead gen, lead gen, like, like the, the how to's, but it's like, what's behind that is like, they want to create something that bypasses where they are in their journey right now. And a lot of coaches come to me and they say, well, what's going on? I'm like, well, when you go online, do you give the impression that you're crushing it? You know, like you're making millions of dollars and they're like, kind of, I'm like, yeah, don't do that. That's why people know. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you were to talk about the financial struggle and what you're, and how you're approaching it in a way that gives a paradigm shift, a frequency shift, whatever. I think people like kind of really are like, well, that's interesting. Like I'm kind of dealing with that too, but I didn't, I never thought of it that way. That's interesting. And then there's like a hook, right? Um, I don't really know where I was going with that, but I, I wanted to say like something I, I respect about you that I don't think I, I actually do quite as well. Maybe I did when I first got my business going today um, and it's not right or wrong. I'm like, it, it, it's just shifted for me a bit. And actually I kind of want to not like go back to it, but just find it in a new way. Like I'm not a great planner or a goal setter. My day is a lot more in flow, but when like I first got my business going, if you saw my calendar, it was like color coded, like nine to nine, like every day, like every hour I had this shit, like, okay. And then, you know, I would take off the last five minutes of every hour and just like breathe and like do all the things because I just wanted to be in peak performance as much as possible. Um, and I know like you and McKenna are, are like logistically set up things really, really well. You're very planned. What is, what is something that you feel like a practice that you do every day that, makes such a big difference that you cannot imagine not doing it. And it can be both either spiritual, logistical, or both. Yeah, great. So so one thing that's been a, an absolute – I mean, people use game changer a lot, but I, I really think it's, it's applicable in, in this circumstance is meditation. So I didn't get into meditation from some high calling. It was, it was just literally like a way to like kind of calm the mind. Um, and I, start, I actually started – McKenna put up a 30-day challenge. She was like, hey, I'm going to try this for 30 days, and then – I jumped on board to do that with her early on in our relationship, and I, I just literally have never stopped since that. So every night before I go to sleep, I spend 30 minutes in meditation. And, uh, you know, there's various techniques out there in the beginning. And, and often what I still go back to now is just focusing on breathing or focusing on air, filling the bottom of my, my uh, belly, just like feeling that kind of life come in and, and out and just keeping my focus there. Be amazed how challenging it is to keep your focus on something if, if meditation is not something you've tried. Um, but I find for me, and, and I've actually seen it, so I don't miss, I'm, I'll probably do it about six days a week. I used to do seven religiously. I will not miss two days in a row because what I've noticed is that my, so if you think about um, performance, like your entire performance is, is related to your emotional state. If you're on, you know, poker players call it on tilt. If you're on tilt and you're not thinking logically or thinking the way that, that uh, you know, is in alignment with like, your top performance, then this emotional thing can pull you off center. You might get angry more easily. You're more, uh, you're quick. Yeah. You're quicker to anger and all the other stuff. That's not the highest version of you. So I find that 30 minutes of meditation keeps me in like very aligned, keeps me very centered, uh, much more than, than anything else that I've ever really done. Something that's also been really important lately. And I'm beginning to incorporate this more and more into my day to day daily life. I definitely do this for bigger things is intention. So I literally wake up in the morning and, you know, I, I will talk to, for me, my spiritual practice, is like talking to my, my guides and angels and those beings that are here to help and support me. And I just set intention for the day to have a new possibility, you know, to get to experience a new possibility, you have to share it. Well, I mean, there are non-physical <laughs> beings that you can share it with too. So I literally will get up and be like, my intention for today is X, Y, Z. It's for uh, the day to flow really smoothly, for me to feel like I'm I'm in flow for the majority of the day, for me to you know, have, you know, this kind of result from this particular project, but I'll go into intention setting. Um, and I'm amazed at what comes back. And I do that for everything. We did it for our trip that we were just in, McKenna and I were in San Francisco for our anniversary trip. We just, just all things. And you give it a little bit of time and you look back and I'm amazed consistently of how much of what I have spoken into the world is what I'm intending comes back with right actions. So, so that's awesome. Yeah. And something I'm always curious about, and this is like, personally curiosity i'm like i'm very curious about what creates velocity right i think everyone's intentions are coming true all the time there and there's seemingly certain people that can just it's funny yesterday um someone used the word manifest in a way that had me realize that manifest is a is a is a man-made control system (laughs) uh and and i'm curious to me that it starts with the word man like man 
is manifesting essentially and so and it's like if you're living more in divine we kind of almost see like a new word like div- divine fest or something right like like it's creating <laughs> it's creating i'm participating but i'm not the creator so uh, it was like a little bit of a frequency change for me i, I don't have quite clarity on it but it, it hit me yesterday anyway like in, in terms of manifestation at least the way that we we t- tend to mean it what like what what are you doing yeah i get meditation what what do you feel like creates more velocity towards things coming to fruition in your life so great question i would say so yeah like meditation is more about keeping me at my emotional psychological best to be able to create in the world and manifestation for me what i would think about that as is everything for me starts with a vision um, it's the first thing I run my clients through. It is, you know, as somebody who's dealt with depression many times in my life uh, and beaten it, I'm very clear that if you are not waking up excited or if you are experiencing sadness or, you know, you're just feeling gray and not your full self, it's because whether consciously or subconsciously, your vision for your future is not exciting to you anymore. If you do not have an exciting vision for your future that pulls you into action, at least some element of it, you will immediately, you know, that which if you're not, if something isn't growing, it's dying. Like truth for me. So I have a big vision of what that, of what I want to create in the world. So I, I, you know, McKenna and I, every year, uh, we, uh, around Christmas, New Year's, we take like a day or two and we really vision, okay, this year, what are we trying to create? And not from, not just a goal setting perspective, because, and you know this, but people often put the thing in front of what they want. So what you they're like, I, I want the million dollar business or the, the amazing car or the six pack abs or whatever. And you may actually want that. And underneath that, what I think you really want more is the feeling you think that'll give you. So we start that with this, you know, in this visioning process for the year, we have our, we just did this this year, which is so powerful. What are our top five core desired feelings for the year? So rather than goal setting is how do we want to feel? So, um, you know, adventurous, affluent, luxurious, um, lit up, like, like these kind of these kind of things, like if you can start, I put that up on my desk so you can start to if you can live by that. How can I feel more of these things today? That'll kind of like naturally propel you and drive you into action. And then, you know, you change the internal conversation and the external begins to happen. So from where do I want to be from where do I want to feel? You start to look at what do I want to create in the world and are they in alignment? You know, is the thing I want up here in alignment with how I actually want to feel? Because if they're not connected, there's no velocity, there's no movement. So yeah, I would start with visioning, visioning for the year, really getting clear on what's that big vision that you want to step into in three months and six months and nine months and 12. Um, and a practice that I do that's really, I think it's awesome. And uh, I, I fall in and out of doing this because I have a pretty strong vision now. And in the beginning when I didn't, I called it the manifesto. So I would literally get up. So what are we, January or late January 2018. So or February, rather. So, February, yeah. yeah. February, so March, April. So I would go to like May, so three months out. And I would write down, as if I'm already in May 1st, 2018, looking back over the past three months, and everything went absolutely the best it could went could have went, you know, in my in my life, in my business, in my in my you know my physical health, in my relationship. And I look back, and I'm just like in wonder and amazement of what's happened and what's unfolded, and it's like the best possible thing. So, and I would write that down as if it already happened. So it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, it's March 1st, 2018. And I'm so grateful for how magical my last three months have been. You know, I had, uh, you know, a 30% or 40% growth in my business. The clients, you know, ideal clients seem to be lining up out the door. And, uh, you know, lead gen is just not a thing I have to worry about anymore. Me and my partner are more connected than I've ever been. I'm so grateful for the amount of love and abundance that brings me every single day. And I just go through all the areas of my life. And then I'll read that every single morning. So I go to bed with meditation and I wake up with like steering my mind, like, like, you know, your mind's going a million directions in the morning. I like steer it towards what I actually want. That's beautiful. Yeah. There's an awesome book called uh, the winner's Bible that I actually didn't finish going through the whole thing, but it has you create like a, almost like a visualization flip book. Oh, you have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like really into it. I liked it. Um, this is a silly reason to stop. I actually bought all the paperwork, but it, it's like, it's all about like printing out the pictures and putting the stuff yeah. together. And I'm like, I don't really want to use the ink. So, the- 
I'm not joking. And then, uh, but they have an app, but they only have one on Apple. And I had it for the success. And I was like building out my whole Winners Bible. I was really excited about it. And then we changed carriers and they made me switch phones. I went to Samsung and there's no app for Samsung. So boo hoo for me, Mr. Winners Bible. But yeah, yeah I, I, I actually I haven't been I haven't been through it all yet. I've been through the first few pages. I was like, yeah, I know what this is, and I'll continue it later. But sure, continue. sure, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like, it us, I think it's like concepts we know. But I like that he's trained like top athletes in the world and stuff like that. Like, you know, it, it's 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 science back. But I, I think more than anything, what I love about what you're saying, and this is something I talk about quite a bit with our students and online as well. It's like it's all about the field. You know what's interesting about truth is like no matter what you're looking at, you're always looking at a fragment of anything. So whatever truth you're finding right now is probably like – it might be the truth, but it's like a part of the truth. It's not the whole truth. What I like about truths though is the ones that um, as you test them over time continue to be as true or more true than when you discovered them. Mm-hmm. And, one, and one of the things that continues to be as true or more true as I continue to go through it is that it's all about the feel. And this is consistently, especially as a man, but certainly as a woman as well, or I should say seemingly as a woman as well, is that we're all doing things to get the outcome so that we can feel safe and loved again, basically. Because like money, why the fuck are we doing what we're doing if it's not to just feel adoration or safe or loved or whatever it might be? And here's the thing, like, and everybody knows this, that's an entrepreneur, and yet we still strive so hard to make it happen, is that when you get there, if you still haven't done the inner work, it's possible to make a lot of money with that inner work. We have examples of that everywhere. So it's clearly possible. You're going to be fucking miserable. I have a friend that we just went skiing with and really great friend. Uh, in the last three, four years, I, I basically was one of his first clients and I watched him start from a business that was making just a few, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to now a four, almost a $4 million business this last year. Wow. And so in, in all, so that's about a three year period. And in all respects, like he told me, he's like three years ago when I started this journey, and I created these bullet point goals of like, this would be my perfect life because I've literally attained every single one of those things, every single one of those things. That's no time to do it in, by the way. Right. And, I, and I've met his brother and, and I've seen some of the people in his family and I, and I've seen what they, what mentality he grew up with. He was like poor and felt uneducated and not worthy and all those things. And yet he told me this year, he goes, it was the most difficult emotional year of my life mm-hmm. because he got all the things and he realized that he doesn't feel any different. Nuclear, nuclear. Hi there, my friend. And I just wanted to pause here just for a quick second and say thank you. Thank you for being a valued, loyal listener. Because I just heard a really cool stat from the people that help us put our podcast together. And they told me that 90% of you, the listeners, are also subscribers of the show, which is awesome. Because A, it means that you really love us. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But seriously, it means that the show matters to you. So with that in mind, I don't know if you know this, but I wanted to personally invite you to our Satori Prime tribe. You see, we have a private Facebook group called Personal Development Without the Fluff. Um, And it truly is the best place for you to come hang out with Guy and I personally, as well as the rest of your Satorian family. And it's in this group that we share exclusive content. Uh, We invite you to private free trainings that we hold. So if you're digging any of the podcast content, then make sure you head over to Facebook right away and just ask to be added to this group. I promise you, you will absolutely love it. And hey, when you get in there, it'd be awesome if you introduce yourself to the community. Let us know where you're coming from and help us connect with you because we love you and we want to connect with you. So with that, Thank you so much again for being a loyal listener. And now back to the show. Well, I'm just saying, I, I'm, I just worked with somebody recently who, um, very, very, very successful business, worth like, you know, multiple tens of millions and just finally stuck his head up and, and took a look and went, I thought that now everything would be different. I thought that now I would have literally people don't stop to think about this but you literally have a perception that when you hit that arbitrary thing in your mind that the clouds are going to part and that champagne is going to fall down from the heavens and that you're just going to be in bliss because that's happily ever after right that's where the that's fade to black that's where the story ends that's not reality we're here to we're here to continually learn and grow we're here to continually evolve it's an unfolding of life and so one of the things i always challenge people with i, I was on a call with a girl today who's wanted to do something for 20 years, to have an interview show for 20 years. This woman's wanted to do that. 
And she's talked herself out of it, been successful in her career, had the kids, had the, you know, had a family and a divorce, had all the, had all the stuff. And, and today she's just, and I'm like, what's stopping you? We finally got to her. She's like, fear cripples me. Just, yes. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, I, I feel fear that I will succeed. I feel that I'll fail. I feel that I'll, I, I fear that I'll succeed. I, I fear that I'll look bad. And it's like, you literally glue yourself into this very tight box because you can't go up because you're afraid you're going to fail. You're going to, you're going to succeed. What the hell does that look like? You can't go down because you're afraid you're going to fail. So you're wearing the mask and you end up living in this box. And I did that. You know, I clearly saw that I had the cool job and the sweet apartment and all the things. And I saw that I was on a trajectory to, to make even more of that. And I would just keep moving the damn goalpost. You know, yeah. I make a million. I want to make 10. I want to make, t- I get to 10. I want to make 20. I want to make it just, that's just how we are. We're constantly evolving. That's not something to, f- I believe not something to fight. It's just a matter of, okay, if that's true, if we just say for the sake of this conversation, that premise is true. What can I do today to start experiencing those things now? And it's not, and you know this. It's not going to be it's not going to be overnight. I mean, maybe it's profound for some people. They have moments of insight or breakthrough, and it's a it's a process. You don't go into the, you don't have one session in the gym and all of a sudden you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's over time, consistently. You're going to grow that capacity for gratitude, that capacity for love, that capacity for joy. And that's going to allow you to receive more of it and just enjoy your time. So I'm a big fan of like wherever you are, you can start now towards what you want. Because if you think you're going to get somewhere and then it's just going to be given to you, you are, you know, you're going to hit that wall. Sure. And, and I think it's really beautiful. And again, like we can look, we can look for evidence for this everywhere. Like nothing opens immediately, right? Like your system. And, I, and when I say system, I mean like your, the inner workings of you that includes your emotional body, your consciousness, your subconsciousness, it's all tied together. Uh, I think it's a little bit too defined for people like the subconscious of the mind. And I really do believe subconscious is actually the relationship between mind and body. And it's like the, you know, the underpinnings of your system, essentially it has gone through so much heartache, disappointment, sadness, by the way, none of which are bad. We just have interpreted them as we're not supposed to yeah, have these. Put a judgment on it. Instead of being excited about it, which is mm-hmm. a judgment in its own right too. And just like, like seeing the opportunity in all things, like when we're joyful, we're like, Oh my God, what a great opportunity. But joy also creates attachment, you know, where the other part just creates resistance. And it's kind of this, like you said, things don't go away. Energy is transient, right? So energy always was, always will be. It just doesn't get destroyed or created. So it's like, if you have fear, there's an energy there, there's a frequency there. And there's a certain fear you, you have when you have money. And there's a certain fear you have when you don't have money. And the fear doesn't change. It's just transient. The energy changes. And a lot of times, I tell you from personal experience, when you have more, there's more to be afraid of oftentimes because now it's a fear of loss, right? Like people, people learn how to get by with very little. When you have a lot and you, you get accustomed to certain things, now there's a greater fear, all these things that you've attached your identity to. And it's a process I continuously have to do. Like I really saw in the last few months, like how much I'm identified with like my business and actually how limiting that is. And then these parts of me that want efficiency and they want the to-dos and stuff like that. And what I've come to see that the part of me that thought that I could only find efficiency, efficiency through logic is now become aware that by going into my body and being guided by divine forces, greater mind, big mind, and universal intelligence, whatever you want to call it, angels, so on and so forth, is that I, I will actually find greater frequencies of efficiency without even needing to understand why. So now I'm kind of in this place, and, and I think you're moving in that direction too very, very expeditiously because obviously we, we have these conversations all the time, is that like, like being guided by the mind, trying to understand, applying logic is the reason your foot is on the brake. <laughs> like all those things create create the foot on the brake instead of just watching as like the divine magic unfold in front of you through guidance and taking actions that are only consistent with truly what feels good which is really our guidance system what feels good is your guidance system mm-hmm. now oftentimes what feels good for people causes fear in their system and that's where most people get stuck so just to kind of go back to the conversation you have with this woman is like they misidentify what fear is trying to communicate. And cause it's like that fear is saying like, I know I want that, but that fear shows up at the edge of that thing, exactly where the lesson is. And we've been trained that fear is no good. You're not supposed to have that. You're supposed to be overcome your fear, become more powerful than your fear, than your sadness, than your ups- upset. So 
just to kind of like wrap this up, like that's what's been going on for most of our systems our entire lives is a misinterpretation of these things. And because of it, our, our system is slowly closed and closed and closed and closed and closed over time. And when we get into this new understanding, our system can't just be opened right away. That's like coming out of the desert when you're, you haven't had water in five days and someone hand you a gallon of water and you're just like, ah. you know, you're going to, you're going to, it's literally going to make you sick. You have to take little, little sips because the system needs to get water reintroduced to the system. Same thing when you go on long fast with food and so on and so forth. You can't do that. It's unhealthy. So this, this imagination that the process of anything is like, I go from here and then I travel a mile. It's like, no, there are whatever amount of inches. It's like, I don't know, 63,000 inches or something. I, I worked it out at some point. Um, 63,000 inches. And it's like the, the, the voice, this, this guidance that Sonny's been pointing to that I'm talking about here. All it tells you is like, here's the next inch. Now, trust me, the next one is coming. I just need you to walk this next inch. <laughs> and, that's kind of, and, the, and that's kind of the patience and grace you got to develop with yourself because you're going to be clunky at every one of those inches. So yeah, I just want to kind of throw that in the mix. Absolutely. And it's, it's, so you began that all by saying like following, following that flow. It's terrifying. Oh my gosh. And there's, I'm noticing there's a couple kinds of fear, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll just bring uh, attention to this one. When I was talking to that woman on the phone and I, I got her to, to say this and I was like, I just like stopped. I was like, I had a hit to be like, what are you feeling right now? Mm. He goes, I'm, I'm smiling. <laughs> and I'm like, so she just told me, oh, my God, I'm terrified. I can't do it, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what are you feeling right now? She's like, I'm smiling and I'm close to laughing. And I'm like, so, you know, often when we're being pulled in that direction, that's like our greater self being led. Fear and excitement, they dance together. It's like they're they're on the now there's some fear that's like actual. There's mortal fear. There's like physical danger fear. There's stuff that's like healthy and has kept us safe. You know, saber tooth tiger coming by. That's real fear. Get the hell out of there. And often fear happens at the edge of our comfort zone because that's that's where growth is that's literally at the edge of the comfort zone there's no growth in that and if it's something that's really dear to you you're going to feel excited about it so just just checking in to notice that like is there is there an, an undertone of excitement even you know even with the fear that's dancing there and i'm curious with you guy like you know we talked about this this the flow and, and it's definitely something that i'm surrendering more and more into being guided and it's you know, as somebody who used to pride himself on being very logical, it's it's really challenging to do that. It's my, it's a current challenge of mine, and I'm trusting it, and it continues to reward me, even if it doesn't look the way I want it to. What's your like most common or most most uh, present challenge? I know you're on the path, like in a in a very yeah. expedited way too. It's a it's a great question. It's funny because like my feelings around challenges, whatever we're calling challenges, has really changed. I can give you an example from now. I just wanted to reiterate something you said really quickly. Like mm -hmm. we have the capacity to always hold both, yeah. right? Like, what I find is, is that before I would get upset about something, I would look at the upset. There's a judgment about the upset. I think I'm the one judging the upset, but it's really the thing that's creating the upset is also judging the upset. And then judging the fact that it's judging the upset. It's just all the same mechanism in there. And, and you have this interpretation that like, oh, I'm observing. I'm very conscious. So I'm the one watching. It's like, yeah, bullshit. You're, you're the, thing, the, the thought you think you're having is still the judgment that's judging, right? It's like this very big paradox of it's weird. Um, so like I'll give you an example, okay? And then I'll talk to you, like just kind of offer like what's been going on for me. Um, this week was really strange around the full moon, whether it's the full moon or whether it's because everyone talks about the full moon. I don't really know. Uh, I don't really care to know, but something was going on. And there was all these little like kind of divine things that's like one challenge was just like impacted the other one. Me and Mandy have this joke. It's like, oh, great. You know, I got something on my pants. Well, if I change my pants, I got to change my socks. And if I change my socks, I got to change my shirt. And if I change my shirt, I got to change my shoes. It's like, and, and, and life is like that, too. Like something goes wrong and it's like it's impacting this. And that's impacting this and that's impacting this. And it's like, it's all this really intertwined thing. So, and I think that's how things spiral out of control for a lot of people. What I found, even though this week, and I'll kind of just tell you guys, so like we've been, you know, our conversation is we know we're serving at an extremely high level as a company. And I feel limited by the reach that I have. Like most people who want to influence people on the planet, like I'm, I'm limited and I'm like, fuck this. Like I, I know that I could go in front of, I, I feel, and, and obviously if I could, I would already be doing it. I feel like I can be in front of millions of people having conversation at such a high level that would impact them. Now, if that's not here, then there's clearly some work for me to do about that. So I've had a lot of creative juices and in the last three months, like we've been building systems to allow for this to happen. And while 
there have been results. Like one of my favorite analogies is the Wayne Dyer analogy. He says, you know, a person goes out to golf the first time and they want to hit a ball 300 yards dead ahead. The person gets out there and he's never golfed before, you know, takes his first swing and slices the ball like 15 yards to the right. A person who's unaware is going to say, I failed. A person who's aware is going to say, I created a result, just not the one that I wanted. Okay, and then they're going to look to continue op- uh, optimize that and keep swinging so that every every result gets a little bit closer to the 300 yards, but they're not attached to the 300 yards, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a desire but no attachment. So we've been creating all these systems and things, and like early on, like you know, we were just clients were flowing in, and we'd like create these systems, amazing results, like this, that, and the other. And then of course, like you want to automate these things because you want to be more hands-off you want to start moving your time around and putting putting your time where it's most valuable and when we built those systems as creative as as i enjoyed the process to be perfectly honest we did this webinar for the last like three months and it just wasn't working these like live webinars the last webinar we did about two weeks ago i thought to myself this doesn't work we don't need to do this anymore and elon gets off the webinar and he goes i'm never doing that webinar again like we both had the same thought at the same time he actually wrote on a piece of paper and showed it to me you know, and that brought up all sorts of things, core wound stuff, because it's like, oh, I built it. It's not working. It's not producing the result. And it's so funny, like the money in the bank doesn't change, right? Like nothing's changed at that point in time. I still have all these clients paying me very handsomely, like doing all these amazing things. Like if I wanted to go and do something tomorrow, I could still do it. And yet in those moments where things fail, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm going to lose the business. I'm not making money. Like all those concerns come up and it's just like, it's like I just started the company. Mm-hmm. And then I get to sit there and be like, whoa, it's cool. Because the old me, what would I, I would have done is I would have said, hey, let's just change the paradigm. That's just a story. Let's just let's destroy that. Let's destroy that. Let's create something new. And let's just move the fuck on. But I wasn't acknowledging that in the system, there was disappointment mm-hmm. and sadness and fear and all those things. Now I'm like, I can hold both spaces at the same time. It's like, I can, I can change the story. I can like re-empower myself. But I'm like, even if I can't do it in that moment, I will make sure that day I invest. I, this is like you, like you wouldn't miss meditation two days in a row. I would not miss an opportunity to feel through exactly what happened there. I would identify in my heart and my stomach. I would look at what my protectors are doing in my mind. And I'm going to create and recreate that alignment in the system to let the system know that it's safe to fully go through any experience. Mm-hmm. That to me has led to a lot more communication with big mind, divine order and all this other stuff. Um, and a lot more inspiration and creative energy than I've ever had before because all these parts of you are creative and we've shut them all down. So that's, that's a really big thing. So when this was all happening and this is what I want to talk to you, like even you were saying about like, I want to be guided. So what we felt after the webinar is we're trying to be somebody we're not. Because because mm-hmm. we hired this very expensive like guy to set up this webinar, right? Like I don't even want to say how much because it's a, it's a lot, and it just failed miserably. And this is like one of the best guys in the fucking industry. And and when we looked at it, we said this doesn't feel good anymore for us. So it clearly doesn't work for us. It doesn't feel like us. And everyone told us make a slide deck. Don't be on camera because it's distracting for people, right? And. Um, follow the script. You do the mm-hmm. pitch at exactly this time, and we did that. Nothing's working. So we're like, fuck that. Elon and I were like, all right, well, what are we? What does feel good? And we're like, hey, I love doing. Like, this is my favorite thing. What we're mm-hmm. meaning we're doing right now is like being in front of people, sharing the experience, just like connecting with with somebody. And I'm like, all right, so let's do a webinar. He goes, on what? I'm like, we both decided on nothing. We're literally we're literally Seinfelding our business. And, and this is something that came through while we were in Colombia. It's like, stop. Everyone's doing something. Do nothing. <laughs> you know, so we, we, so yesterday was the first webinar we did now a few things right away that happened. Number one is we had almost, we had basically triple the show up rate of any webinar we had done in three months. Hmm. Nothing in the system changed. Nothing. The only thing that changes, we said, we're going to get on there and whatever is available that these people bring energy wise, we're going to flow with that. We're going to educate people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just, and just with whatever's available. So number one, the show up rate just happened to be bigger than any other webinar we had done before. Explain that one to me. That shows me uh, immediately. I got on them like, Oh, in flow went through the webinar. It was the most present. I've been in three or four months on the webinar. Most fun I've had for three and four months on the webinar. And we got a handful of clients out of it yesterday. The people that applied to be in our programs where the other one, literally not a fucking person applied to our programs. And that all came out of following what felt good. So time and time again, I'm reminded in every area of my life that when I'm told through society, through books, through some educator, through some entrepreneur, this is how this works. It's never worked for me. 
no blueprint has ever worked for me. The only blueprint that's ever worked for me is be authentically you. So if like being on a slide deck, like it, it, it just wasn't us, man. And like, we had so much fun yesterday. We got off it. Like I was lit. Like I got energy from doing the experience. Every, the last three months of the webinar is just like drained. And I think it could be as simple as that. If you're doing something and it's draining you, it's not in alignment. If you're energized from it, it makes you feel good. And you're like, you're like I was like bouncing at the end of that webinar, you know? Um, so excited. I was like, this is it. And, and the results speak for themselves. Yeah. I, I love that. And I totally, I totally agree with it. And you know, something, something interesting to that. So we, we talked about this before there might've been, I don't, I don't know if that's an area, but often there's, you're holding a resistance, even if you're not aware that you're holding a resistance. And when you're doing that, you're actually blocking like the flow of energy from coming in. So said a different way, when you're being rigid in far as it has to look this way and I have to follow this exact slide deck and the, the pitch has to come in at this exact moment. Yeah, that might have worked for somebody else because it was true for that person. They figured it out. To They didn't figure it out like it works for everybody. They figured it out like that's what works for me. That's what pulls me. But you're actually blocking the things that you want the most. So as an example, I have noticed, and you've been with me in these experiences, when I've like had a moment where I just like have clarity and I let go of a story, whether that's a self-concept of who I am or how it has to look or how it has to be or how I have to appear to other people, if I just like, huh, I had one the other day, a really profound one, like a, just a self of sense, self identity that I'd held since I was a kid. And I was like, you know what? I'm seeing how I've never let that down my entire life. Like never just like peeled that back. Now I'm not, and I made a change to that. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to change the entire direction of my life necessarily. It's just being like, hey, if it looked a little bit different, I'd be okay with that. I'm open to the possibility that could come in from that direction. So what I found is like when you drop that, that energetic resistance, I'm amazed that in that moment, all of the answers you need show up. You know, we had a, we were at a, a party a little while ago and I had a moment like that and I literally saw like I dropped something and I could feel in my body that space was opened up. And in that, people that I had resistance to previously became my greatest teacher in that night. I had so much insight and so much clarity came through because I wasn't blocking how it should come through. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So like, so like for people who are like, oh, it sounds airy fairy or whatever. It's like, no, <laughs> when, you, when you move out of the resistance of that, the, the answers are always all right around you. They're just right there. And the universe will give that to you if you just... It's, it's the practice of like slowly peeling the onion so that you can receive the answers. You can receive the abundance. You can receive the clients, all that stuff. So, anyway, I'm just fascinated by that. Two, two things that made me laugh, but I want to comment on that quick. Like, um, it's like God is constantly waiting for you to get out of the way. The, the universal intelligence is constantly waiting for you. It's like, just get out of the way. Okay, you Okay, you want to be here? I'll give you the reins. Like, go ahead. Figure it, you know, go ahead. Oh, you want you want to talk about probability? I have infinite probability. You have one probability. It's like, you know, what are you matching yourself up against? Uh, it, uh, I say this oftentimes with like wisdom teeth. You know, I go to like a dentist and they always want to pull your wisdom teeth. And I know a lot of people have had them pulled, but I still have mine. And mine are like impacted. I have the situation that like red alert, red alert. They've been telling me red alert for 20 years, but I still, I won't let them pull them out. And the reason for that is I'm like, I'll trust millions of years of evolution over a person who went to medical school for four years, right? So I'm like, the universe is doing all right. It got us here, 13.8 billion years for this exact moment to happen. I'm like, I trust that. So I'm like that kind of about all, all things. Uh, it's You mentioned that and I was thinking like, yeah, it's just your, you think that your opinions and how you're trying to guide your life mean something because it makes us feel important that we're like in we're defiant of our control it's like guys 13.8 billion year, years of evolution without your control have created the circumstances for sunny night to have this conversation in this moment right like it didn't require your input it didn't require you're part of it you're part of the unfolding so it's like when you just join the unfolding again outside of your opinion then then the magic can ensue the unfolding the velocity can ensue and what made me laugh is you said i was at a party and i had this breakthrough and that sounded really california to me because how many people go to a party and then have like life-altering breakthroughs most people are like i'm drinking heavily and we're like we go to parties so we can like connect and uh yeah, the, the breakthrough is remembering what the hell happened the night before <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally yeah, it's just funny to me. I'm like, okay, most people are not thinking party and breakthrough in, in the same in the same breath. But yeah, I think. Well, we're I having we're having these conversations. That's where we're that's what we're interested in. <laughs> totally, which, which is why I love you guys out here because yeah. it's like you just expose people to that. This is 
kind of like our everyday and and i and i do think it's moving towards and in a lot of in a lot of sense i don't want to say we're like the smartest people in the world we're certainly not and, and not that that even matters anymore i think because we get to invest a lot of our time in having these conversations and a lot of people i know for my students for sure like one of the main struggles they have is they don't have an environment that's conducive to the newness that's occurring. So they, they tend to feel that their environment's not supporting them. It's either standing against them because we have to explain to them consistently that as you grow, if your environment's not growing with you, you're, you're actually activating people's threat response. <laughs> like, you know, it's what's going to happen. So you just have to be mindful that you're saying yes to a journey that other people aren't and you can't make them wrong for that. Or it's like, you know, you're, you're, that's not that's not being the work anyway. So um, yeah, man. Like anything else you want to share about your path? What's going to be going on for you? And like you want to create yeah. something? Anything? Yeah. So I want to share just a couple of things. One one is that I just want to pinpoint. So it's not all easy. I'm not standing here as like made man on a pedestal, like at, at all. I'm I'm in the discovery of this. And when I chained, you know, made the decision to close down my video production company to start up a coaching business, that was closing one to start something totally new. It's been a challenge. I still am, you know, I'm still in, you know, the unfolding is such in front of me now of like, all right, just figuring out how to, how to be out there and get in front of the right people to serve the right people and spread my message. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not levitating through life and things are just happening for me. There's a great element of that. And, you know, I'm still going out and doing stuff and having struggle. And I just want to bring that home as like, you're, and, but that's always the story. Whether I was here or, you know, making hundreds of millions of dollars, it might be in a different area. It might be in relationship or, you know, health or all kinds of stuff. So I just wanted to say, like, that's that's true for me now, too. I'm still I'm still discovering. I'm still unfolding. I'm still developing. I'm still evolving. Um, and I have a commitment to that. And also, um, just like it's so possible for you. The more I get on the phone with people and I just hear where they're where they're at, which is so dear to me because it's somewhere where I have been. The, the perception is like, I can't do it. Yeah, that's for other people. You know, they get to have that. They get to have the amazing relationship, 10 out of 10 out of, in every area of life. Bullshit. It's, you can have that too. It's just a matter of, are you committed to really going after it? Is the, is the discomfort of where you're at now greater than the discomfort of, um, you know, you have to like, the discomfort of where you are has to like grow beyond the fear of doing the new thing that could lead to the new direction. So um, just know that it's so, so possible for you um, to make change in your life instantly, no matter where you're at. Beautiful. I love that. And so I want to offer you something yeah. that, there, that there is a shift you get to make if you mm. want it, that it does get to be easy, mm. that, that this actually doesn't have to be hard. It's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's like, it's like everything else. Things are, are, are never easy to find or you know what? Sometimes they are. It's like, it's so simple. Like the truth is always so simple that we like miss it. And, and the, the truth is, is that for me, like the big switch over this last year, a big change transformation, like really the biggest, possibly the biggest, biggest paradigm shift I've ever had is that this life is just about being. And there's and if we're just here to be, then there's nothing that we need to do to be loved, to be safe or any of those things. And because of that, like that, that beingness just allows us to just realize that in the flow, when you, when you really connect and you know this because you experience this, things are just easy. There's like this, there's a, an unexplainable magic to life. In fact, when you try to explain it, my interpretation is you're slowing it down. Mm. So, and, and as a newer entrepreneur, it's, it's difficult to see that because so much of what people tell you is build structure, um, you know, like generate a lot of leads. Hustle, right? Like the Gary V approach. Right. And, 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 to, and, and in effect it, it works and it doesn't feel holistic to me. It feels like like a like a part that's doing the work versus like integrating the part back into the whole, realizing that when you're whole, there, things are just flowing and easy anyway, and that you can sit here and like the conversations that will turn into the to the people that end up working with you will seem to come out of the blue, and it's not as you become more aware that it's just who you are, and it, you're sourcing it somehow, even if you don't quite understand how. Like on a consistent basis, like if I told people what happened yesterday most people would not believe me the amount of money that was made and how none of it came out of any sort of expectation it just kind of happened and i'm always really clear that it's like i hit a flow of energy and i ride this wave 
and I and I and it's like a surfer. It's just you just kind of feel you're like, ooh, yeah, I'm in the wave. And like I came home and there's just like tens of thousands of dollars in the account that I didn't even know that was supposed to be there. You know, like someone said yes to something, something sold that we stopped doing like a year ago. Like I don't even know. And, and in the last 12 to 18 months of my life, that's happened so consistently. And I'm starting to track it to something. And what I always track it back is my mood. Mm. It's, it's the frequency I sit in. So it's like, there's a, there's a frequency to, I believe that things are supposed to be hard or the hustle. There's a frequency. Then there's a frequency that you can feel like you said, like you're investing your time and energy and feeling the feelings as if the results already happened. Now, if you had all the results, then life would seem easy. So it's like, you know, we all get to invest more time in believing that by opening our systems up and by allowing, we can attract seemingly more into ourselves because it's like you're putting out a bigger pulse or different frequencies that people can pick up on. And, and yeah, and, and I, I would love to see, not just for you, for us as a collective this year, for the conversation to move so much towards the belief of like, hey, we're just here to receive pleasure. I don't have to do shit to receive pleasure um, and just like see the impact of that on, on a grand scale. Because as, yeah. as our, as our community, like as our, I've seen our conversation shift, like I noticed me growing much faster and this is like our, our testing ground. It's something I really got last year was like whatever new ideas I have, I get to propagate to like you and our other friends first to see how the impact happens before I like publicly share things. Mm-hmm. They, need to, they need to be well tested. Um, and this is like our, our, our guinea pig group, essentially. So I, I'm, I'm so with you. Yeah, I'm so with you. And, and I can see that as truth. And it's like, you know, it's layers, man. Like, as you, as you oh. know, with everything, it's like, okay, cool. It's like, you know, you do that. What are those, like those cliche, those trust fall things, you know, you yeah. fall back and people catch you. It's like, yeah, cool. When I can see that there's people there and I know they're going to, it still can be scary for people. Now it's like, I'm stepping into an area of like that conversation is really, really trusting. That's real faith. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's stepping up to like, okay. I'm trusting this and there's nobody, but I can't see anybody behind me. I don't know what's back there. I don't know how high up on this ledge I am and I'm just going for it. So I can see that that's truth and I can see that that's what's being called of me from my next evolution, not figuring it out, but like trusting that it's, it's coming or it's not, it's kind of, it's unfolding in a way that's going to serve me. And so I'm taking every opportunity that I can to trust that to let go, even when it's hard, even when it's like, but I need to hustle and grind and work. That's the way it's supposed to be. And I'm like, let it go, let it go, let it go. It doesn't yeah. have to look the way you want it to look. You know, because there's, you know, in that limiting, you really limit how beautiful it can be. It can be so much bigger, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our, our our imagination is beautiful as it is. And it's, uh, I do think it's like our, our, our lives are limited by our imagination. Our imagination is nothing in the scope and size of what's possible in this infinite universe. And that's, and that's the thing like that, that trust fall is the universe. Like those hands are always out for us to trust and fall. And, and I've said this to countless people for about a decade. And, and I think with a hundred percent, I don't even, I don't want, I want to always say like 99.9% because yeah. who knows, but like almost, if not everyone, almost everyone I've ever asked said, Hey, in those moments where everything is going to shit and you literally feel like your body is being hurled down to planet earth and you're going to plummet and you're going to die what's what happens at the last possible moment and it's like these like invisible hands come and scoop you up and something magical happens and it's because like there's nothing but faith in those last few moments it's like i'm out of options if something's gonna happen just then let it happen right and 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 it's that frequency that we can tune into all the time so that we don't have to face face our death every time to experience that just get that they're like I've lived from a principle for the last few years is that there's no ground to hit because I make, I make my choices very differently when I don't take death into consideration or I don't take time or money into consideration as a reason to do or not to do something. My only check-in is does this feel good? And if there were no other considerations to be made, would I do this thing? If the answer is yes, even if I don't know how to do it in that exact moment, I find a way to do it. And that's completely changed my life for sure. I love it. Dude, this was awesome. Yeah, man. We'll yeah. Do it again soon. yeah. yeah. Spe- speaking of that, I'd love to, I would love to do that again more. So I've got a podcast coming out, as you know, and if you're open yeah. to it, I'd, I'd love to have you as a guest. Of course. Anytime. Awesome. So for anybody listening, it's epiclifeexperience.com. By the way, if you want to hear more of this, cause I'd love to get into the more, uh, woo-woo stuff <laughs> that we didn't so touch on here. And yeah. yeah so let people, let people know how they can uh, find you. Yeah, sure. So best place, best place to find me is 
so my website is sunnyduranty.com, S-U-N-N-Y-D-U-R-A-N-T-E.com. And then if you're going to be listening to the podcast, which is where a lot of my energy is going right now, um, that'll be launching soon. It's epiclifeexperience.com. You can get on the wait list there. So E-P-I-C-L-I-F-E experience.com. And you can get on the wait list and that'll be coming out soon. And uh, I'm super, super excited about it. That's definitely something my heart's been pulling me towards for a long time. Really? And I think that's a perfect avenue for you. Yeah. All right. I love you, brother. I'll okay. talk to you soon. See you, man. Bye, guys. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed that awesome conversation as much as I did. And as always, thank you for your continued loyal support and your listening. A couple of things. If you haven't already done so, make sure you go to Facebook right now and request to join our amazing private group. It's called Personal Development Without the Fluff. It's a quickly growing community with some amazing souls and amazing support. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, I can promise you, you will absolutely love that group. That's where we make all of our exclusive content available as well as trainings that are just for the group accessible to you and your fellow Satorians. So make sure you press access to that group immediately. Also, if you haven't done so already, we've put together an incredible app. You can go to satoriprime.com forward slash app and get immediate access right now to a 10-part mindset reboot training. It is an eye-opening, mind-expanding experience that you do not want to miss. Well, until we meet again, have an amazing day, my friend. I look forward to personally connecting with you and seeing how Satori Prime can help you in achieving your dream life real soon. Have an amazing day.